Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing, der Bundesliga-Podcast. I'm your host, Manu Veit. He's Stefan Bianchowski. Long pause there, Stefan. It's been a long week. <laughs> I was going to say, there's such a dramatic pause. Oh, I almost forgot all my lines here. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, nah, do you know what? I can't be bothered. Let's just, let's just not do this. <laughs> um, it's January. Um, it's extremely busy for us. Um, a very busy, busy month for us, Stefan, on Transfermarkt, right? So, like... Um, Things can be a little overwhelming at times for at this time of yeah. the year. Um, but uh, it's it's yeah. interesting, but, isn't it? When the rook runs come, comes around, it's so different from the start of the season because rather than having a nice relaxing summer break, <laughs> you well, we specifically like sports journalists are right in the thick of it. I mean. You and I have been chasing our tails all day trying to figure out who Chelsea are signing, another 12th winger or some nonsense, and Arsenal and things. Yeah. And it kind of feels like I'm now thinking to this weekend thing, oh, I can finally just put my feet up, watch the football, uh, you know, and then I could mm. take my mind off the busy, hectic day to day of work as opposed mm. to the start of the season where it's kind of like, I've had nothing to do for two weeks. I want football <laughs> in my life just to do something. Very different situations. Well, you you say that, but like it's January, so some idiot will sign someone on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. No, no, it's it's almost over. We're more than halfway. Um, I, I, you know, the summer window is the more important one for business for us in some ways than January. But January is just so compressed. You know, it's just so fast and quick fire and um, very stressful at times. I mean, like my time zone means that I usually wake up to a flood of emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 different chats going that I just need to catch up on and then like, yeah. You, wake, you, you often wake up to me crawling across the finish line at the end of the day and passing the baton on to you before I pass out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good analogy. You like you it's not like you're like walking into it, you're straight up sprinting. Um but this is this this is all about football and Bundesliga and yes, we have an actual match day to discuss um we do this in association with get german football news so thanks for those guys for for all regularly posting this show and uh, spreading the word on the show um please check out their homepage as well um yeah bundesliga is back stefan and we have lots to discuss after this break this episode of the gegenpressing podcast is brought to you by bet online bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to head to the website today 
or use your mobile device to join and receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So yeah, um, Friday, first game, my match of the week, um, Leipzig against Bayern. I mean, you, this is this is just that's such a great way to start the second half of the, well, it's not even the second start of the season to return from the winter break, right? Because uh, the Rückrunde doesn't technically start until match day eighteen. This is match day sixteen, um, but this is such a huge fixture. Right, um, Bayern Munich are currently first with uh, 34 points. Leipzig have made their way all the way up to the table uh, to third place, which is astonishing given the start to the season and the tumultuous time that Marco Rosa walked into. Uh, he's really steered steered the ship into uh, calmer waters. And this is a really, really, really big game for Leipzig. If they win this, they are three points within Bayern, right? And that's you can't start the season, like the the winter, go out of the winter break in a better fashion, Stefan. This is why this is my match of the week. Um, my here's my tip first before I let you give your thoughts on this. But I I actually think that this is going to be a two two draw. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. That's exactly what I've gone for. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have to add, we don't we don't give all each other the results before we do this. <laughs> no, we, we really don't. It's kind of terrifying how how often we actually end up um, agreeing with one another. But um, no, I I cannot wait for this game. So this kicks off in the UK at about seven thirty. Um, mm. perfect time just after dinner you can start cracking open the beers got your feet up I'm really really looking forward to this game I don't know when it kicks off in the US I guess it's maybe like what midday maybe for yeah, West 11, Coast 11.30 on the West Coast uh, and 2.30 on the East Coast Okay, so which is I'm, actually a great time so should I just be kind of promoting kind of lunchtime beers then for people who are well, on their lunch break? <laughs> anyone who goes on a lunch break for beers on a Friday doesn't come back to work. Let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in Germany, I realized when I lived there. Um, so, yeah, this is a really interesting game because obviously it's not only just a fantastic game sporting event but it's also one that probably could set the tone for how the second half of the season kicks off you know we could have RB Leipzig obviously upsetting Bayern and really taking initiative in the second half of the season or we could have Bayern just really quash any concept of an upstart from Leipzig and I think the really interesting thing is that both players are actually both teams are actually missing some pretty big players. Mm. You know, we spent most of January talking about how Bayern are without Hernandez or without Masrui, uh, Sadio Mane I think is out for this game as well. Nat Manuel Neuer's out, um, so you know it's going to be. I mean, it's still going to be a huge, very strong Bayern team, but they're going to be missing two or three key players, but. Leipzig are also missing quite a lot of players. They're actually, apparently, Gulaski is obviously still out, but Nkunku's in a doubt. David Ram's mm-hmm. doubtful. Uh, the Bundesliga website has Conrad Leimer starting for this game alongside Schlager, which I'm not entirely sure about. <laughs> Something tells me that might not be the case since Leimer might actually mm. be announced as a Bayern player in, in the coming days. Um, 
or at least confirmed that he's moving to Bayern. So I think it'd be an odd one for him to start this match. Maybe, I think I think we're probably more likely to see Hydara maybe play alongside Schlager, unless Hydara's been injured and I'm not aware of it. Uh, but I think the big one's obviously Nkunku missing for Leipzig. Um, he is kind of Mr. Leipzig right now. And although a Danny Olmo or a Forsberg someone or someone like that coming in, I just feel like they don't have, they don't offer the same impetus. But having said mm. that, I also don't think this is going to be Bayern at full strength either. It's a good chance Jan Sommer's probably going to slot straight in there. Um, yeah. So, and I think he might be a bit kind of wary. Um, so I think, I think this is probably going to be a game in which both teams aren't exactly 100%. So that's why I've gone for 2-2 um, because although I think it's perfectly plausible that either of these teams could actually go on and win this game. Yeah, And I did kind of start to lean towards an RB Leipzig lead uh, win, but I think I'd be getting ahead of myself to be kind of predicting Bayern to kind of lose this. I think Bayern will be focused on making sure they don't lose this game. Uh, you know, And if that means they draw it, then so be it. Yes, this game always means goals. I've seen some of the... I've seen Leipzig against Bayern a few times in stadium. Okay, well, it's also been one of the best 0-0 draws I've ever watched my entire life. With um, and I was very fortunate to actually see Tyler Adams and Alfonso Davies go at each other for 90 minutes and watch. was an incredible, incredible uh, show of of physicality. But um, I've also seen like that 5-4 in that first season, Leipzig were up. I seen the DFL Super Cup um, this season, right? Oh, wow, that was this season where Leipzig almost came back, right? Um, after getting absolutely dismantled in the first half by Bayern. And this, so this game is always has drama and it's always close. Um, there's, there's often a lot of goals, um, even if I think the best game that I've actually seen between the two was a 0-0 draw, but there's always goals. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a really exciting start. And I think this could easily go either way, which is why it's probably going to be a 2-2 draw, which is still exciting. That's four goals, right, mm. Stefan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a really good, interesting match. Great game for Friday night. Um, yeah. And yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Yeah, uh, I should add, it looks like summer is starting. So, mm. for those yeah. who are wondering, right. Um, okay, so that's the big one the first match of the week that we have picked. Um, let's go to the Saturday matches. And yeah, there isn't really that much on Saturday going on. Uh, the first game here that I'm, I'm, I'm always using the Bundesliga.com app. Shout out to them um, for the for the, the, the order of the games that we pick here. And the next one is Union against um, Hoffenheim. And I've gone here for a, a narrow 2-1 Hoff, uh, Union Berlin win. While I should add that I think this game could go either way too. Mm, yeah, I was quite tempted to suggest that Hoffenheim could cause um, Union some problems. Um, they didn't really end the season particularly well, Hoffenheim, and I think they're actually perilous, perilously close to the you know the relegation zone. They're, I mean, they're obviously in mid-table, mm. but they're actually only four points off Stuttgart, for example. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they had a very poor start, uh, end to 2022. Um mm. And the tricky thing about Hoffenheim is every week you look at that starting 11 or the players that are like the start and you think, yeah, that's a good enough team. That should do well, but something just isn't really working for them right now. Um, yeah. And I also think what's probably going to play a bigger role here is that Union would have got a rest. They'll be well-trained. Um, you know, Urs Fischer will have had, what, two months to work on that team. Um, which, you know, if anyone who wasn't maybe paying attention or following the Bundesliga in the first half of the season, I think it's fair to say that Union 
really came out the blocks very strongly and then they kind of ran out of gas in the last kind of five or six weeks uh, of this of the first half of the season uh, and I kind of fully expect them to be back to you know everything's kind of back to full system go uh, and I actually think they're going to quite comfortably beat Hoffenheim here um, on paper two very even sides but I just feel like Union full fitness um, I think they make short work of Hoffenheim so I've gone for 2-0 win for Union mm. Yeah, uh, so we are more or less uh, accord here, agree mm. in agreement. Uh, maybe player to watch here, new signing, Kasper Dolberg could make his debut for mm. Hoffenheim. So, yeah. interesting the, profile. The only thing I would preface my prediction with is that Jordan's still out for Union. So, you know, yeah. I mean, they've obviously got Becker back, so that's fine. And uh, I think the vast majority of the teams should be in there. But mm. uh, obviously, Jordan being out is still a bit of a miss for Union. So, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, and um, of course they lost uh, Riason. I I learned it's Riason, not Riason, to Dortmund. Um, if you want to find out more about him, I did write my newsletter about that signing. Um, yeah, okay, and, and so if if you want some less serious analysis about Riason, you can jump on my Twitter account where I poke fun at the yeah. fact that he spent five years in Union Berlin and the transformation from quite hunky Viking looking guy to. <laughs> kind of dorky looking uh, coffee barista is quite remarkable to be honest with you um so um if that's the kind of analysis you're looking for my twitter account is right there and you're welcome to it the discipline <laughs> oh man he's going to struggle in Dortmund just because of that you'll see um, <laughs> I feel like one day I feel I feel like one day I'm going to interview the guy and he's going to beat me up because you'll see that tweet and he's like I'm like oh god I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh dear alright okay so on a serious note or not so serious note uh, Frankfurt against Schalke I have that one next and I actually think that Frankfurt are going to just steamroll this poor Schalke side um, so I went for a 4-0 Frankfurt win. What do you think? Yeah, I've gone for a Frankfurt one as well. I've gone for just 2-0. Um, mm. Just because I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, Thomas Rice might be able to put in a kind of defensive performance for that Schalke side. Having said that, there's so many injuries in that Schalke team right now. They're missing, what, one, two, three, four, five players. And in our three yep. of them are doubtful as well. So this game's maybe already a write-off for Schalke as possibly the entire season, to be honest. But no, I think mm. Frankfurt... Frankfurt don't have any huge injuries except for maybe Tuta. Um, but besides that, I think they look okay. Yeah, Daichi Kamada, Randall, Kolomoani, and Evan Endika, all players that have been in the news, all going to start. Um, oh dear, that's not good news for, for Schalke as well. Um, Paxton Aronson, for American listeners, he's probably going to be on the bench. Um, so see if he maybe makes an appearance, which is possible if, you know, Frankfurt do Frankfurt things to Schalke. Okay, so up next, Wolfsburg against Freiburg. And I'm actually kind of curious about this one because um, I think this is this is going to be quite tight. And I went for a 1-1 draw here, Stefan. Sorry, what, I missed you, the, your fixture you mentioned there. Uh, Wolfsburg against Freiburg. Sorry. You've gone for a draw? Yeah, 1-1. I've gone for a 2-2 draw. <laughs> um, I think this is possibly uh, the most interesting match on the Saturday, to be honest with you. Um, mm, yeah. I, I feel like I'm quite surprised it's not the top spiel, to be honest with you, but I guess the teams that are in there possibly have a bigger following and a bigger kind of TV 
audience, so I can understand that. Um, but I feel like Wolfsburg and Freiburg were probably two of the most interesting teams in the first half of the season. Obviously, Wolfsburg started very poorly under Kovac, and he managed to turn it around. Um, and we kind of talked about this actually in the midweek bonus show, in the sense that I think Wolfsburg mm. actually have a very interesting kind of young attacking side. But of course, you can't look past Freiburg, who finished the season, finished in the year in second place, just a couple of points off Bayern. So really foolish to kind of discount them in that regard. So I just feel like it's going to be a, a, a high scoring draw. Um, and it'll be a really, really interesting game to watch, to be honest with you. I think it's probably the game I'm going to tune into uh, on the Saturday yeah. afternoon. Um, and yeah, it should be, it should be really good fun. Yeah, I I think it's going to be definitely the most interesting of of the bunch. Um, some interesting names to to watch as well on both teams. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, if I wouldn't have like had net any of the other two fixtures, I probably would have picked that one as my as my match of the week. But yeah, that's a good Saturday entertainment right there. Um, up next is Bochum against Hertha, and I actually think Hertha gonna win this game, Stefan. Um. I think this is going to be a 3-1 win for them in the end. What do you think? Yeah, I actually agree with you there, to be honest with you. I've actually only gone for a 1-0 win because um, mm. I think it will be quite tight. But I think I was kind of looking at the stats for the, how each team has performed uh, in the Bundesliga this season compared to you know how they did last season uh, in terms of kind of goal creation, uh, and I guess first, more importantly, just kind of down to like their XG. And actually, Hertha Berlin have the highest jump in XG per game compared to how they did the previous year, um, which you know admittedly wasn't very high last year, and it's still not that high this year. But it definitely says suggests that there's quite a lot of progress being made uh, at the club, um, and you know obviously. I'm not just saying that because we sat down with you know the club sporting director mm. recently, but I remember a lot of Hertha fans saying to me in the second, in the first half of that season that you know, um, you know, don't write us off. We're actually doing quite well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think I think there's certainly there's grounds for optimism, even if they only finished the season, actually finished the year with you know three defeats from their last five games, but. I think they're slowly but surely kind of getting back on their feet, and a and a win here would be a huge start to the season for them because obviously they're only one point above Bochum, who are in seventeenth place. So it's a really important three points for them, I think, if they want to start the season well, and I think they will with a one 0 win. Mm. Um, remember when Freddy Bobic said that he wants to um, encourage his coaches to play German number nines? Well, it looks like twenty-year-old centre forward Derry Scherhand who comes out of the Hertha Academy, is going to start this game. So, something to keep an eye on, I guess. Um, see if Bobic is true to his word. Um, and yes, I encourage anyone to listen to to that show. It's, 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 it's very, very in-depth, um, the Freddy Bobic interview. Um, but yeah. So, okay, let's move on. Um, Stuttgart against Mainz. Um our favorite head coach, Bruno Labbadia, finally added, Stefan, <laughs> <laughs> against Mainz. Um, I I actually went for another 1-1 draw here. 
Interesting. So we finally separate our uh, predictions because I've gone for a two-one <laughs> win from Mainz. Um, I'm really, really struggling to get intre- excited about this game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry for just Stuttgart and Mainz fans. I know there's, a, I know there's at least a few Mainz fans who do listen to the show, so I apologise for being so discouraging. But I just think both these teams are in a bit of a rut right now. Uh, there's just not a lot going on. Stuttgart just kind of pissed me off, to be honest, with the transfer mark uh, transfer activity recently. Seems like a club going in circles. Uh, and Mainz are absolutely fine, I guess, in mid-table. Uh, but I kind of had. I was looking forward to seeing them doing quite well this season. It hasn't really worked out yet uh, with both fans, and they've got obviously still got some injuries up front with Burkhart and the likes. But um, having said that, I think it's been a really tight game, and I just. It could easily go either way, but something just makes me think that Mainz should have enough to kind of steal a a 2-1 win from this match. Mm, Fair enough. Um, Okay, so that gets us to, yeah, the topspiel, the scheduled topspiel, Köln against Werder Bremen. Um, I actually have a piece come out on on Köln striker Tigges on Transfermarkt. Um, I think that should be out by Saturday. So keep your eye on that. But other than that, I think, um, tickets or not, I think Werder Bremen are going to win this game pretty easily, actually, Stefan. Um, I think their they're two, two strikers up front are going to just cause havoc and they're going to win this game 3 now. Interesting. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with you, to be honest with you. I saw a really interesting stat, actually, about Cologne this week that um, when it comes to winning games that they're expected to win, uh, they've only lost one game this season, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that does a really good job of kind of illustrating that there's still a very good team at getting the points against the teams that are supposed to win against, which kind of suggests to me that, you know, at home against Werder Bremen's a game that you would kind of expect Cologne to kind of grind out a result. Having said that, uh, they are kind of really in the middle of a really big injury crisis still. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Thielman's probably the most recent one uh, that Stefan Baumgart was complaining about this week. Uh, it was, you know, off a lot of pace that they desperately kind of need right now. Um, but, you know, they're not really the kind of um, home side that they've, the formidable home side that they've quite were a season or two ago. Uh, they've only picked up 11 points from seven games, the middle of a kind of injury run. And if you compare that to Werder Bremen, who, okay, maybe had a poor end to 2022, but mm. seem to have been, they seem to be thoroughly enjoying themselves this year. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, they're still happy sitting in ninth place, which is probably much higher than they were kind of expecting to sit when they got one promotion. And as you mentioned, you know, they've obviously got two really impressive players, uh, one in particular in Fulkrug, who we've talked about already this week. So listeners can go mm-hmm. back and listen to that. Um and yeah, I I think I think they'll win two one to be honest. I don't think it'll be a I don't think it'll be a, a a dominant match to be honest with you. But I think they've just got enough firepower to get the most of a injury ridden injury ridden Cologne side. Mm. Yeah, um, definitely. So that's the top spiel. Um, I think it's actually going to be quite an interesting game. So uh, I encourage people to to tune in. That's nine thirty West Coast. Um, I guess twelve thirty East Coast. And then is that five thirty UK time, and then of course six thirty uh, Central European time. Um, okay, so then that gets us to the Sunday matches, Stefan. And the first one is Dortmund against Augsburg. Um, Rierson, their new signing, is supposed to start. 
is the word on the street. Um, and Adeyemi could be, be back as well, which is also interesting. Um, I think that Dortmund are going to win this, but I don't think it's going to be easy for them. So I went for a narrow 2-1 win here. Yeah, I've got a sneaky suspicion they might be announcing a contract renewal just before this game as well, mm. uh, just to get fans excited. Um, if not, who could or- that be? I know. <laughs> if not already announced before we've um, published this podcast, so it might already be news. But yeah, it'd be really interesting to see uh, what Terzic does with Sebastian Haller here, uh, because he was obviously doing very well in the kind of mid-season yeah. games. Uh, scored four goals, I think, if not a hat trick. Uh, mm-hmm. in one of the games yeah. and I mean he's just kind of looked like this kind of <laughs> saviour for this team he looks like he's just raring to go so it'll be interesting to see whether Terzic throws him straight into this match or if he kind of decides to keep him on the bench and kind of maybe bring him on in the second half and start Makuku in his place Um, but yeah I still kind of feel like um, this is a game that that's Dortmund should be winning Um. You know, Augsburg have been quite good away from home this season. Um, mm. But Dortmund have only lost one of their home games this year. And I think enough of their players will be rested. Uh, they should be match fit. They've had a long winter to kind of lick their wounds uh, over the first half of the season. And playing in front of a home crowd should be enough for them to get past Augsburg. Especially if Sebastian Haller does play in some form or another. So I've gone for a pretty comfortable 2-0 win for Dortmund. But it's Dortmund, so you really have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm curious um, whether Haller is back for this one. Um, the prediction is that he might come off the bench. Um, same is this case for Gio Reyna, especially if Adeyemi plays and Mokuku is supposed to start. So should be a really interesting game, um, to be honest. But not as interesting as your match of the week, which is the final match of the match day. And I actually th- applaud the Bundesliga here to sandwich the two, which I think is the two most exciting games of this match day. Kind of put them back like front end and back end. It's kind of clever. Um, so Gladbach against Leverkusen. This is a Rhein derby, not the Rhein derby because there's so many. Um, but <laughs> this is a Rhein derby. Um, I'm really... You know, this is your match of the week, so I'm going to let you take away with it, but I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting game. Um, you know, obviously it's it's a derby, which would be good fun, but I've been kind of hyping up Leverkusen for the last kind of week and a half now, um, so it'd be silly of me to not go on and say something along the lines of, well, yeah, um, you know, it should be a good match. I, I, and I really do think that. I think, you know, they've had a long, like Dortmund, they've kind of had a long winter to kind of, um, what's the word to use? Just kind of, I don't want to say lick the wounds again, but, you know, words along the line, even though they finished quite well, 2022 quite well, uh, Florian Wirtz is back. I know Schick isn't kind of fit for this game, so he'll, he'll mm-hmm. still miss out. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it should be a really interesting match. Now, you could probably say something along the long, same lines as Gla- for Gladbach, who've had a very busy uh, January, just in terms of sheer amount of kind of transfer rumours going around. Um, mm. But and I think what kind of adds to that is also that Marcus Turam's expected to miss this match. So um, I've actually gone ultimately for a two-one win for Leverkusen in this game, which I think would be a really big, uh, you know, result for them to kind of kick off the year. Because I think Leverkusen, perhaps more than any other team except for maybe Dortmund, they just seem to trade on 
confidence more than anything else. You know, they've got as much, they've got as much um, potential and as much ability in that team as just about any team in the league. But yep. they just seem to implode when there's any kind of hint of, you know, confidence uh, hitting something, uh, hitting a snag. So beating Gladbach at Borussia Park would be a huge. It'd be a really big deal for them, I think. A uh, big deal for Xabi Alonso as well. And I actually think they're probably odds on are to, are are perhaps odds on to do that. Um, but I think it'd be still a good game. Gladbach will still put up a really strong start to living. Having said that, they'll be yeah. playing a new goalkeeper probably between the sticks. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be interesting to see. Uh, they've now signed Omlin from Montpellier. Um, but yeah. I think that start to living will still be very strong. And I think it should just be a really interesting game. You mean Bayern Munich bought Omlem for Gladbach? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 goalkeeper switcheroo. Um, yeah, no, you you you're absolutely right. I actually went for a three-one Leverkusen win. So once again, we're pretty much in agreement. I'm just really excited to see Florian Wirtz back. Yeah, Stefan. I feel like his adopted father at this point. The way that I go on about this kid, you know, like, you know, yeah. how, like, you know, like when you see you, you go to like a, I guess in the US you'd call it like a pee wee soccer game or something where you have the dads on the sideline who can't keep their mouths <laughs> shut and they're shouting along the, with the match and they're screaming at the referee if someone tackles a kid. That's why I've. That's how I feel about Florian Virch right now, which yeah. It's bordering on like kind of like um, weird fan fanaticism, to be honest with you. Which is, but then it works because you're you're a Jamal Musiala fan kid yeah. fanboy, so you know we balance each other out. Yeah, I mean, like in fairness, I, I was very fortunate to get an exclusive interview of uh, Florian Wirtz in November, right? Um, and I'm still extremely we... bitter about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was also the first exclusive interview he gave yeah. to a big outlet, which is like. Kind of like something I will look back to one day when he's won several Ballon d'Ors and is one of the world's best footballers in the next Lionel Messi, which is how he has been described by no other than his head coach, Javi Alonso. Yeah, who knows a thing or two. Who knows a thing or two about football and maybe even Lionel Messi. But, I, I you know, maybe to finish this up, but I can't wait for March when um, Germany play. And like Germany hasn't really gotten me excited very much, but we might see Florian Wirtz and Jama Musiala play together for the first time. Mm. And that yeah. is going to be something to be really excited about. Manu, what the hell are you doing? I'm trying to get myself excited here for domestic football and you're bringing it down <laughs> by talking about boring international football. What a way to end the season or to end the podcast. Okay, well, let's just get excited then for this game. Florian Wirtz is back. Um, it's, it should be really... I think this is going to be an exciting game to watch because there's a few other players that I want to point out. Jonas Omlin, of course, the new goalkeeper. Americans are going to watch out for Joe Scully, right? Um, which is another reason to watch if you're one of the many American listeners we have. But then there's also Manu Kone, who has been heavily linked with a move to to Leipzig. Keep an eye on him. He's one of the most exciting central midfielders in in Germany at the moment. So I think I want to point him out as well. So yes, plenty to get excited about club football before we even talk about. Um, yeah, we don't. Let's not even mention it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> as always, this show is brought to you by by Bet Online. Uh, article on Julian Rierson. 
joining Borussia Dortmund and some of his underlying numbers. And Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.